Amen. Let the last die. Yes, indeed. It is finished. Lift up your hands. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ, we thank you this evening. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for saving our souls. We thank you for preserving us this evening. We are gathered unto you this evening. Hear your word. We pray and we ask for understanding into your word. We ask for understanding heart. We pray that our hearts will be open to receive your word. Precious Holy Spirit, what are our hearts to receive the word of God this evening? And as your word comes, O Lord, let it bring light to our path and may bring understanding to our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. One more, Sam. You may be seated. You are all welcome to this evening's teaching service. Amen. Amen. God bless you for being here. And God bless you for watching wherever you are. Today is the third day of the fifth month, which is the month of May. Amen. Amen. And we want to thank our Father for giving us this opportunity to bring you the word of God. It's a teaching service. And so we are in a teaching and learning environment. Uh, so the teacher and the student we are all going to learn together Amen, Amen. if you are happy put your hands together for the Lord Amen. Amen so for the past four or five weeks we have been looking at so winning We've looked at the soul winner's reward. We've looked at getting a passion for soul winning. We've looked at how, where, and when to win souls. And today, we are going to look at the master soul winner. Amen. The master soul winner. Jesus Christ himself. We are going to look at how he went about winning souls. And then we'll learn something from it. But before we continue, last week we did learn something. I said, we are in a teaching and learning environment. And so revision will do. So quickly, those of you who were here last week, may we hear what you remember from last week. Amen. Amen. I know all those who were here last week. So Josiah, starting from you. Uh, so praise him. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. So you begin with your family. When God saves you, He saves you and your whole family. God bless you. Yes. Who else? Ajete was here last week. Ajete no her last week. No. Quickly. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So last week we also learned something about 
the convictions that humbles us. Okay. Amen. Say it again. Last week we learned something about the conviction that humbles us when it comes to soul winning. Okay. Conviction that humbles us. Amen. Amen. Yes. Who else? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you? Quickly. Praise him. Jesus is alive. But oh yes, I see a mirror. I see a ditching Accra. But you who say a mirror be mo, you need mirror. I see a ditching Accra. Baby, I will be a. I see a utimi a ditching Accra. A demanyame. Ena, I see a see a baby face. I see a nyak confidence. A nyak kukudro see a ditching Accra. And also, I want to intimate. I see a chain a rade. No, no one casa. Amen. Amen. It seems Mylvin has said something. No problem. We learned a lot. So if you haven't spoken. The lady in green. Mrs. Otu. Let us hear. What do you remember from last week? Praise him. Jesus is alive. So I also learned that you should have compassion when winning souls, and then you should use the wisdom of God to win souls. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Put your hands together for the Lord. So as I stated earlier. That today we are looking at the master soul winner. It is because he himself was engaged in that is why he commanded the disciples to go and win souls. To go and win souls. So during his earthly ministry, our Lord Jesus Christ practiced what he preached. So for instance, he commanded his disciples that go ye therefore and preach the gospel. Because he himself came to seek the lost. In Luke chapter 19 verse 10, it says, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so his mission was to seek and save that which was lost. And so when he commanded his disciples to go and preach the gospel, it was because he himself was involved in it. It was because he practiced what he asked them to go and do. And that was the primary reason why he came, to come and seek and save that which was lost. And when he said to the disciples, or Peter and Cole, that follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men, he was basically telling them that follow my steps as I went about winning souls. That follow my example. My example of seeking the lost. My example of saving every lost soul. He was telling them to follow his steps. 
In Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishes of men. He was telling them, Follow my example. You know, he suffered for us to follow that example. To also suffer for him. But not only that, but also to follow him the steps he took in winning souls. Because he is the master soul winner. He is the perfect example when it comes to Amen. Amen. He came from heaven to the earth. And he died, rose again, and lives in order to save the lost. And that was what he referred to as his father's business. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Yes. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? We see now that I must be about my father's business. Why are you looking for me? Do you not know that I must go about doing the work of my father? I must go about the business of my father. Amen. Amen. And so when you look at the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus adopts a particular or he has a way of going about so winning. He had different methods wherever he got to different kinds of people. He had different methods of winning them, of saving them. Amen. Amen. And one example we are going to look at is the woman from Samaria. The Samaritan woman. John chapter 4. We'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 42. And then we'll look at the various ways that Jesus approached the woman. Amen. Amen. And so let's start from verse 1. John chapter 4, verse 1. Yes. When John chapter 4, verse 1. Yeah. Verse when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisee had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Let's then, hold on there. The verse 4 says something. There was a need for him to go through Samaria. There was a need that he must go through Samaria. Let's continue. Verse 5. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sisha, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the safe hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Amen. Amen. Hold on there. So we see 
a contrast between Jesus who is a Jew yes, no, you and the woman, a Samaritan who is a Gentile. So ordinarily, there is nothing between a Jew and a Gentile. Besides, the woman was a strange woman. And so for Jesus to be talking to a strange woman, it was in itself strange and weird. And the woman acknowledged that fact. That what have you to do with me, you who are a Jew, and me, a Samaritan, a Samaritan who is a Gentile, and you ask me, a woman, to give you water to drink. At that time, the Bible says, Jesus was worried. He was very tired and exhausted. Because it was about eight hours, that is noon, 12 p.m. Let's continue. Verse 10. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof, thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Then the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that, in that, in that said thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye, ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciple, and marveled that he talked, he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why, 
Go back to 27. Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said, unto, and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciple one to another, Had any man brought him ought to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, There are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth, another, and another reapeth. I sent you to reap what I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for, for the sayings of the woman which testified, He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were, when, so when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, ourselves and, now, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. 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 Praise him. Jesus, Jesus is alive. So one, we see that Jesus showed a very great concern for one person. One person, Jesus showed a great concern. Now, on, on this occasion, the Lord Jesus Christ, He set out to win one sinful woman. Throughout the Bible, His earthly ministry, we have seen that frequently He interacted with, you know, individuals. For example, in, um, in Luke chapter 15, we saw that mm. Jesus was talking about the lost sheep. The lost coin. And the lost son. And so this tells us how valuable a soul is to God. Even a single soul is so valuable and important to God. So he asked them, who, which of you having hundred sheep and one gets missing will not leave the ninety-nine behind and go and look for that one lost sheep. And when he finds it, will carry it upon the shoulders rejoicing. It tells you that a lost soul, every single soul is important to the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
And so he says, What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? It is very important. Every soul matters to the Lord. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Now, let us remember that the one we are seeking to win may become an outstanding soul winner. The person might be a drunkard. He might be a hardened criminal. He might be a social misfit. Nobody considers him or her. But when this single individual is one, he might become a very significant or great soul winner. Like this very woman we read about. In verse 28, verse 30. It says, The woman then left her water pot and went away into the city and said to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is this not the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Just one person. She was a mistress. Now consider the time the woman came to the well to draw water. He said it was that time of the day that there was nobody there. Because she considered himself as a social misfit. Because she had had several husbands. About five of them. And so when the women normally go to the well to draw water, she wouldn't go at that time. Because she did not consider him herself worthy to be amongst them. So she would wait at the time where nobody is at the well. And then she will go alone. And this time she gets there and she meets the Master Jesus Christ. And after her encounter, that Jesus had told her everything that she had ever done, the Bible says she left her water pots behind and went into the city and called everybody that come and see a man that told me everything that I ever did. Could this not be the Messiah? And they themselves, when they came, they said, we believe not because you have told us, but because we have heard it. So just that woman having an encounter with Jesus Christ, goes to bring the entire community to come and meet Jesus. And that did not end it. They pressed on Jesus to stay with them. And Jesus Christ stayed with them for two days. So just by one person, one person was considered a sinner. But Jesus Christ showed great concern for her. Two, Jesus went out of his way to win one soul. From what we have read, we see that Jesus went out of his way just to win one person. And then in, verse, in the verse 4, it says that there was a need for Jesus to go through Samaria. And that need was because of that woman. 
and he was willing to put himself through every inconvenience to win one sinful woman to himself. Now, quite too often, we are preoccupied by our own things that we think we are doing. That we fail to recognize that single person that needs to be saved. We are so preoccupied that we do not recognize that single individual which needs to be saved. Like the, woman, the man that was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell you know, amongst armed robbers and he was attacked. In fact, there was a priest that passed by that did not even recognize the man. He did not even stop to minister unto him. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Luke chapter 10, verse 31 and 32. Luke 10, 31 and 32. Luke 10, 31. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. 32. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Look at the kind of people that passed the man. He says, a priest and a Levite. These were important people. A priest and a Levite. That they saw this man and they passed by. When you continue to read, it tells you the man that stopped by to take care of him. Let's read the verse 33. Yes. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Amen. Amen. A certain Samaritan. A certain Samaritan. When he was passing and saw him, he had compassion on him. How often have we not come into contact with people and we look down upon them and pass them by? Forgetting that these very people need Christ. Because the woman, the Samaritan, when she came to the well, and Jesus asked her to give him water to drink. And she said she had nothing to do with Jesus oh, and that how could she a Gentile give water to a Jew? And Jesus said if you knew the one asking you of water you would have asked him of living water. And this water when you drink you will never test again. And the woman said, then give me so that I don't even have to come here again. Not knowing that what she needed was Jesus Christ himself. So quite often we come into contact with people. And we consider them people who are not worthy for us to even talk to. But these people Jesus Christ came to die for. They were the people that Jesus Christ came to seek. 
they were the people for whom Jesus Christ was crucified for. And so we must recognize them and know that if we are able to save such people, they may end up becoming great soul winners. Like the Samaritan woman yes, who went to her city and brought the entire city to Jesus Christ. And when after they had heard of Jesus speak unto them, they asked Jesus to stay with them. Amen. 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 And so we must go out of our way to win that one soul. Because that one soul is dear to God and dear to Jesus Christ. Three, he worked under a, a strong sense of constraint. Now, the verse 4 tells us that there was this need on him to pass through Samaria. Though it was inconveniencing, he had to go through Samaria. It was a necessity for him to go through because of that one person. And so we must equally find it as a constraint. We must be constrained to win that one lost soul. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, it says that for the love of Christ constraineth us. The love of God constrains us. Because we do believe and we judge that if one died for all, then all died. This is the constraint that has to be on us. We must be constrained by this love that we must seek that one lost individual. Because Jesus Christ, there was a necessity on him to do so. It was, it was very important in his life. Praise him. Jesus, Jesus is alive. John chapter 9 verse 4. It says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And so when the day comes, he sees it as a necessity for him to work the works of ye that sent him. Because the night he knew was coming. And what was that night? That night where he would say it is finished. And he would not have that ability to work with us physically. And so he considered every day a necessity to do the works of him that sent him. And he said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Will draw all men unto me. John chapter 12, 32 and 33. And you see that his food is to do the will of the Father. When the disciples came from the city, you know, when they got to the well, Jesus had sent them to go and get food. And when they came and they met Jesus speaking with the woman, they murmured because they considered it weird for Jesus Christ to be speaking to that woman. And afterwards they asked Jesus to eat. And he said he had food that they did not know of. 
He had a meat that they did not know of. And they wondered whether someone had brought him meat. And he told them, my meat is to do the will of the Father. John chapter 4, 31 to 34. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Have any man brought him out to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. And this was his father's will. Is there a constraint in our lives? Is there something that constrains us? Amen. Amen. Now, we must consider the love of Christ. Christ And this love must constrain us to go our way, to go through every inconvenience, to win that one lost soul. In Romans chapter 9, verse 1 to 3, Paul said, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. He wished that he was accursed so that his brethren may be saved. He was constrained by this. Now we ask him. He saw how his brethren were lost. And he wished he could do everything possible. Possibly if he could be a curse so that they could be saved. Amen. Amen. For Jesus Christ was friendly, engaging and sympathetic in his approach. You, you cannot win that person you consider a sinner if you are not friendly and sympathetic. If Jesus Christ considered how important he was and how important he is, he would not have spoken to that woman. Because he knowing the woman as someone who had had five husbands, what manner of woman is she? But Jesus was not cold towards her. He was not, he did not see himself so important. He did not consider himself important. Though he would, because he was, imp- Jesus is important. And that was that he was the person or he was that thing that the woman needed in her life. But Jesus Christ did not do that. He saved the woman. And this was the approach Paul also adopted. That when he saw someone that was weak, he himself came to that level of weakness. When he saw the Jew, he came to the level of the Jew. When he saw the Gentile, he came to the level of the Gentile. So that he might save him. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 22. To the weak I became weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men 
that I might by all means save some. And so Paul did not discriminate between anybody. Paul, when whether you were a drunkard or you were a thief or you were a prostitute, he did not discriminate. When he considered himself all things to all men so that he could win some of them. And so, in our going out, in our approach to winning the Lord, we must be friendly. We must, not be, we must not be judgmental. You don't see the person and right away judge the person that you will go to hell. It is because the person stands the chance of going to hell that is why Jesus Christ has sent you to him. If the person was saved, there wouldn't have been the need for you to go and save him again. That is why Jesus said, he did not come for the righteous. He came for the sinner. And so there is the need for the sinner to be saved. There is the need for the lost to be saved. There is the need for the lost to be sought and saved. That is why Jesus Christ came. And so when you have identified and recognized the lost, you don't become judgmental in your approach to win him to Christ. But rather you become friendly and sympathetic towards him or her. You demonstrate the love of God towards the person in this approach. And this will help you win him or her. Five. He allowed the ordinary happenings and circumstances of life to provide opportunities for personal soul winning. Now when he got there, the Bible says he was tired. He was worried because of the journey he has had. And so instead of Jesus to be relaxing and be sleeping while his disciples were going to get him meat, he was rather alert and looked at the things that were happening around him. And when the woman came there, he seized the opportunity to win the woman. Many a times, we find ourselves at the bus stops, at the marketplaces, at the supermarkets. These are ordinary things that happen around us. They are ordinary things to life. We go through them on a daily basis. But we take it as just a normal thing for us. But we must take advantage of them. Like Jesus Christ did. He could have made an excuse that he was tired. He was exhausted. But he did not. He did not consider the long journey he had taken and the state of his being that he was worried. But rather he saw it as an opportunity and he sees that opportunity to win the lost. Amen. Amen. Six. He asked the favor of the one whom he would win. He asked the favor of the woman. And what was this favor? He asked the woman to give him water to drink. He asked the woman to give him water to drink. So likewise in our approach, 
And we go out and maybe you come across someone that you needed to win. The person may be selling something. Maybe roasted maize or whatever. When you look at the environment in which the person is even selling, it may not look appealing. Ordinarily, you wouldn't like to buy food from that particular environment. But at that moment, because there is the need, because you are constrained to win this person, it will be appropriate to buy something. And so when you buy that thing, or you could even ask of a direction to somewhere, it gives you the person's attention. And you could use that as an opportunity. Jesus asked the woman a favor. That give me water to drink. Amen. Amen. And that engaged the woman. That brought that engagement between Jesus Christ and the woman. Assuming Jesus had sat there quiet and not spoken a word, do you think that number of people that she went to bring from the city would have been saved? Certainly not. And so, every opportunity that comes our way, we must seize it to win the loss. Amen. Amen. Seven. Jesus Christ spoke to the woman alone. You see, there are times that concerning spiritual things that you need to communicate with someone, you need to do that you know, one-on-one. Assuming there were a lot of people there and Jesus Christ was telling the woman that you did this, you did that, you did the other. How would the woman have felt? She would not have even gone to call the other people. And so, yes, it is sometimes inappropriate that as a gentleman or as a lady alone you go and then you start speaking with the opposite sex in order to win the person. Because in such environment it may be volatile. Things may happen. But yes, when it comes to spiritual things it is important that you speak to the person as an individual. At that point, the person may be able to open up to you. Yes, there are times that you need to speak to a group of people. But when the time comes that you need to speak to them as individuals, you must must recognize that. Because it will be unwise that you are going to speak to someone and the Holy Spirit shows you things about the person. And then so you want people to know that you can also see you start speaking to everybody that this person, you are this, you are that, you have gone here, you have gone there. Yes, it may convict other people. It may convince them but you haven't done it the right way. Because you must allow the Holy Spirit to convict men of their sins. It is the Holy Spirit that does that. The Bible says, when he shall come, 
he will convict the world of sin. So you speak the word. And the Holy Spirit will convict men of their sins. Amen. Amen. Again, Jesus overcame the barriers that the woman put up that already existed. There were some barriers that the woman you know, presented. And those barriers already existed. Jesus Christ knew of them. One was the barrier of sin. First of all, the woman made Jesus Christ aware that considering who you are and who I am, I am not worthy to even give you water to drink. Though she did not know that she was speaking to the Savior himself. He said, you are a Jew. I am a Gentile. I am a strange woman. How could you ask me to give you water? Because she considered herself a sinner. And Jesus already knew it. In the verse 16 to 18. John chapter 4. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that said, Thou truly. So in essence, the woman has had six husbands. He said, even the sixth one that you are with is not your husband. It could probably be that it's someone else's husband. So she was a side chick. You know, a side chick. Jesus. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So there was the barrier of sin. But Jesus Christ did not let that barrier stop him. The woman was an outcast. Because of how notorious she was when it comes to sinful life. Consider the time she came to draw the water. The Bible says it was in the safe hour. And that was 12 p.m. Usually they go to draw water in the morning and in the evening. At 12 p.m. they are either home or they are on their farms. But that was the only time that she could go and draw water. Because everybody knew her. And so she felt shy even going in the morning and in the evening. So that was the only time she could go. So the barrier of sin was there. But Jesus Christ did not allow that to be a barrier to him. Because he already knew it. And that was the reason why he came. He came to save the sinner. And so sin will not be a barrier for him to save you. And so it doesn't matter how enormous your sin is. It is not a barrier to Jesus Christ saving you. That was why he came. To save the sinner. And so your sin is not a barrier to him. Just acknowledge your sin like the woman did. Jesus said, go and call your husband and come with him. He said, I don't have a husband. 
Second, there was the barrier of race. As in tribe or nationality. In the verse 9, then said the woman of Samaria unto him, Samaria, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asked drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jew have no dealings with the Samaritans. The Jew had nothing to do with the Samaritans. You may consider yourself an Akan, a Gan, an Ever, a Frafra or a Dagari. But that should not be a barrier to you winning the other tribe. Because it already exists. We speak different languages. So far as the person can understand what you say, you must communicate you must win the person. Amen. 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 And so Jesus Christ did not allow the barrier of race to prevent him from winning the woman. Although the woman raised the subject of race, for which reason she was not worthy to talk with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus was a Jew and the woman was a Gentile. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Even after Jesus had left, when Peter, a Jew, and God was sending him to Cornelius, a man in Joppa, the Bible says he considered the man as unclean because he was a Gentile. He was a Gentile. But God has done, Jesus Christ came to do away with Gentile or Greek or Jew. And so we are all one before God. And so do not let our different languages that we speak be a barrier. Third, there was the barrier of sex. It was not done to speak to a strange woman in public place. And so Jesus was a man and then the woman and they were there alone it was a public place but they were just so even see, when the disciples came look at their reaction the bible says they murmured wondering why jesus will be talking to that woman praising jesus and so that barrier existed but jesus did not allow it to prevent him from speaking to the woman and finally there was the barrier of religion in the verse 20 it says, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. But ye say, that is you the Jews, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Praise him. Jesus alive. And so, I am a salvation clinic member. Maybe a salvation clinic member. You are an um, XYZ member. Who is XYZ member? That should not prevent me from speaking the word of God. If I see that there is the need for me to speak the word of God. And Jesus Christ told the woman that there is an hour coming 
And now is the hour where nobody will go to the mountain or go any other place to go and worship God. Because God is looking for true worshippers. And the true worshippers shall worship him in truth and in spirit. And the time had come. Amen. Amen. Nine. He provoked inquiry and created soul hunger. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So Jesus asked some questions. Yes, and that, you know, caused the woman to hunger for the Savior. In verse 10 to verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him. And he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Now, you see, when Jesus has said that, if you knew the one asking you of water, and if you knew the gift of God, you would have asked him, of a living water. And so right from there, the woman began to thirst and hunger for that living water. And so because of that inquiry that Jesus spoke, it caused the woman to hunger and thirst for something. And the woman asked, Are thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle Jesus answered and said unto her whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again and that even made her to thirst and hunger more for the living water that Jesus Christ was speaking about that he asked Jesus, then give me this water that I wouldn't have the need to come here to come and draw water. Amen. Amen. We too can employ this method as we tell the burden about the burden taker or the burden bearer. He says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Matthew 11:28. Come unto me all of you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And so we can also tell those that are heavy laden, those that are burdened, about the one that is able to bear their burden for them. We can also tell those that are bound, those that are in captivity, about the emancipator. In John chapter 8, verse 36, the Son therefore shall make you free. If the Son therefore makes you free, ye shall be free indeed. And so that person that needs freedom, not freedom to go and demonstrate on the streets, 
No, but the freedom from, from sin, we must tell that person about the emancipator, about that person that gives freedom. And if he gives you freedom, and if he makes you free, you shall be free forever. We can also tell the bereaved about the one who is the life. The person who is bereaved, who, who has lost someone and is bereaved, we can tell them about the one who is the light. John chapter 11, verse 23 to 25. Jesus said unto her, that is Martha and Mary, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. And so we can tell them like Jesus Christ did. We can tell them those that are heavy laden. We can tell them about the burden bearer. Those that are bound. We can tell them about the emancipator. And those that are bereaved. We can tell them about the one who is the life. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Again, the tenth point. Jesus did not reproach or scold the woman. But he made her face up to her sin. You see, Jesus did not rebuke the woman. That you are a sinner. You will go to hell. Why have you had five husbands? Why are you with another woman's husband? Why are you being a side chick? Why are you being a drunkard? Why are you doing this or that? And so you go to hell. Jesus did not do that. Jesus was tender hearted towards the woman. And you see, until people are convicted of sin, and thus of their need of Christ, they will not come to him. In the verse 16 to 19, it tells tells us how Jesus was tender and firm and persistent towards the woman. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband. And come hither. Jesus knew that the woman did not have a husband. He knew that the woman had had five husbands. And the sick person that she was with was not her husband. But Jesus gently said, Go and call your husband and come with him. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said. What can ye? I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou was thou now hast is not even thy husband. You have said it well. What can ye? You have done well. Why are dear? We cannot convict people of sin, but the Holy Spirit can. 
It is not us telling the person that you are a sinner. That is what will convict the person of his sin. Or her sin. It is the Holy Spirit that convicts so you speak the word and once the Holy Spirit is involved he will convict the person of sin John chapter 16 verse 8 and when he is come that's the Holy Spirit he will reprove in other words he will convict he will reprove the word of sin he will convict the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. It is not of us to convict them of judgment. We must be tender-hearted towards them. We must be compassionate towards them and make them aware of the danger that lies ahead of them. And the Holy Spirit himself will convict them of sin. That is, if we use the word, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Because the word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And so when the word is spoken, it will cut through their hearts. It will pierce through their hearts. And it will convict them of sin. Convict them of judgment and of righteousness. We can tell people that because they have broken the greatest commandment. They have therefore committed sin. And what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with thy soul and with thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And so if someone does not love the Lord with his heart with his soul and with his mind it means he has broken the greatest commandment and we must tell them and the Holy Spirit will convict them of sin. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the Lord. Jesus also spoke of the one thing which could meet her need. The woman was in need. She had a need. And Jesus Christ spoke of that thing. In the verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. What the woman needed was everlasting life. Was salvation. She needed the Savior in her life. And that was what Jesus Christ spoke about. And so when we go out, we must speak to their need. Their need of a Savior. Their need of everlasting life. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. And that is the need that we must speak to that salvation. And you see, they were even worshipping, but they did not know and understand who and why they were worshipping. And so at that time, what she needed was not this was not that Jesus should tell her that 
you must worship here or you must worship there. Jesus told them that he said you even worship but don't know who you are worshiping. And he says salvation is of the Jews. Because Jesus was a Jew and he was the salvation. He was the savior. The Bible says there was there is no name in heaven or on earth given amongst men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. And so what the woman needed was salvation. And that was what Jesus told her about. Jesus spoke to that. And she gave her life to Jesus and went and brought multitude to her. Amen. Amen. Lastly, he concluded only when he had fully revealed himself as a savior and Lord. That was the time that he concluded his conversation. And so until we had made Jesus known to the people as their Lord and their Savior, we have not finished. Verse 25 and 26. The woman said unto him, I know the Messiah's coming, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I'm he. I'm he. What a wonderful moment that must be for her. Knowing that you are speaking with the master face to face. And then he tells you, I am the Messiah. That is to come. I am the one speaking with you. What a wonderful moment it would be. And it shows us how wonderful it was to the woman. That she went out to her city. And brought all the men and women to Jesus Christ. The verse, the verse 40 to 42. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And Jesus abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word and said unto the woman now we believe not because of thy saying for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ the savior of the world the Christ the savior of the world so he only concluded with them the woman when he had fully revealed himself to her that he was the savior he was the lord and so until we have made jesus known to them that jesus is the lord and he is the savior we have not ended it and that will be the climax of it when we made it known, when we make it known to them that jesus christ he is the Savior. And he is the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise him. Jesus, Jesus is alive. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we have seen the master so winner himself. 
the tactics and the strategies he employed. How he went about it. And there is a lot that we have learned from this. There is a lot that we have learned from this. Amen. Amen. That we must show great concern that one person that is considered a social outcast that nobody wants to associate with. And we must go out of our way to win that one lost soul. Because when that soul is won, he or she may be the one to win the thousands of souls. And we must work under a strong sense of constraint. The love of God must constrain us. We must be constrained by this. And we must be friendly and sympathetic in our approaches. We must not be judgmental. And we must not allow the ordinary happenings around us pass us by. We must take advantage of it. We may see it as just a normal thing walking through the day. But that was how Jesus also considered it and took advantage of them. And that is the time that our personal soul winning and personal evangelism comes to play. Amen. Amen. And so when we meet someone and you identify the need that you recognize that this person needs Jesus, whatever work or whatever the person is engaged in, take interest in that thing. Take interest in that thing. If the person is a tailor or a seamstress, you could ask the person, when you sew one dress, how much would you charge? If I bring my own material, how much would you charge? If the material is from you, how much will you charge? You are taking interest in the person's business. If the person is selling roasted yam or maize by the roadside, by the gutter, take interest in it. Amen. Amen. And when the need be that you speak to the person alone. Because nobody is willing to speak about his secrets to the public. But if you give the person that ear, you make the person trust that you take, you know, you are concerned about his or her being. The person will discuss with you. And so do well to speak to them individually. And overcome every barrier that presents, you know, that is being presented. Because all those barriers, we know that they already exist. The barrier of sin. The barrier of race or tribe. The barrier of sex. It already exists. And we know it. And so don't let it be a barrier to you. And you must be inquisitive. Ask them questions. And then provide them solution to their needs. Which is Jesus Christ. That will cause them to hunger more for him. And don't go about scolding them. Or reproaching them. But be tender hearted. 
and expose their sins to them by the word of God. Because the word of God has the ability to expose every sin of men. Because the Bible says the word of God is light. And sin is in the heart of man. The Bible says the, ma- the heart of man is desperately wicked. There's so much darkness in the heart of man. But when you present the word of God, it will expose the content of their hearts to them. And they themselves will face up their sin. And they will repent. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to be judgmental. Amen. Amen. And speak about that one thing that will meet their need. And don't end until you have made Jesus known as the Lord and their Savior. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Put your hands together for the Lord. Yes, let's use the next five minutes. Tell us what you have learned. It is a teaching and learning environment. So let us hear you. Those of you who come for teaching service without your notebooks. Yes, what did you learn? Quickly. Jesus is alive. Um, um, okay, but on me, I said, um, you have to have interest in it. Amen. Yes, quickly. All of us, we are going to speak. You all heard me. You are all here. Mrs. Sowa, quickly. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So I learned that Jesus was friendly, he was engaging, and he was sympathetic. Amen. Amen. Jesus was friendly, he was engaging, and he was sympathetic. Yes, sister Comfort. Sister Comfort. What did you learn? Because Amen. So we take interest in whatever they are doing. Alright, because of our time. Or who is ready to give? Josiah. What have you learned? Praise him. Jesus is alive. Praise him. 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 Praise him.
and the Achereno, no Barnes who cook room or cofa, who be our buyer, no Mobeji is to dear. Now, Otanaho, Namu, any baby. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for yourselves. Shall we be on our feet? Lift up your hands and begin to thank God for the word that you have heard. Jesus. Thank you for your word of God. Begin to thank God for the word that has come to you to bring into the, your perspective the master soul winner's approach that you have learned about the approach of the master soul winner. Open your mouth and begin to thank God. Be one of our prayers. And ask for grace to implement the word that you have heard. That any obstacle, any barrier that shall be presented, you would be able to surmount it. You will be able to overcome every barrier that will be presented in your quest to win the loss to the to the Lord Jesus. Let us pray and ask God for grace. Grace to be able to go through. Grace to be able to win souls. Grace to be able to do the work that he that has sent us. Grace to be able to work while it is day. Grace to be able to be so in it. I do my Jesus name have we prayed amen 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 amen